definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 66. It's summer slash autumn. And guess who's come to visit on the farm? It's me, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) My brother Harry is down. He is, I guess, coming down to support me on maternity leave. You could say you're going to come down for a week and help mum with anything that needs doing on the farm so I can actually stay home and rest. That's right. I'm a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, steady on. (laughs) Um, yeah, for all the sun it's been, we're actually standing in the pouring rain, which, yeah, is unusual. Yeah, but... I'm in my shorts, so I'm getting wet legs, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but we are going to go and see the pumpkin patch because you haven't seen anything of what we've been doing over there. And so I'm really keen to show you. I haven't. I've not seen any of it, I think, since you put it down. So I'm, it's going to be brand new for me. So super excited. You're also going to help with like the wool and everything while I'm away. The wool and the vineyard and anything that needs doing. Yeah, any heavy lifting you know, I don't have many muscles, but I'm sure I can put them to use the ones I do have. So anything uh, I can do to help, I'm on standby for. Do you know how to drive the telehandler? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you need a crash course, but... Emphasis on the crash, I think, more than the <laughs> course. So, it's a bit steamed up in here. Here we are! Look at that thick, luscious load of pumpkins. I can't believe how thick all the foliage is. Wow. Let me turn off the engine and crack your knee in the process <laughs> yeah i don't know if they planted them too close together because it seems like so thick and all the flowers are coming on yeah it'll be interesting i guess near the time having to like pick your way through them i don't know whether like the leaves die off or whether you need to cut them back or yeah i don't know because i think each pumpkin plant has like three or four pumpkins on it okay. i know i've planted some like 400 kilogram pumpkin daddies wow. that okay. they said <laughs> daddies, <"Well>, daddies. <laughs> so what you do is you make sure that there's only one fruit and that fruit that pumpkin will become like 400 okay. kilograms and so i've put like a spray mark on the ground where basically um we'll then have to lift it onto a pallet so that when it's fully grown we can actually move it because otherwise it'll just break oh, wow. yeah, initially i was worried that they would planted them too closely together but i think once the pumpkins have grown you then cut 
each stem and then you can like fling the pumpkins around because there's quite a lot of empty space on either side but yesterday I came and I topped uh, a lot of the weeds and everything so at least it means that yeah I can just come and top more and yeah the pumpkins are quite tightly together. It's been quite a wet summer so far so at least pumpkins are getting plenty of water I'm sure they're swelling up quite quickly with all the rain they've been getting yeah i was so worried it was going to be like last year where it was another drought and then we had a really dry june and early july and then suddenly it's become very very wet um yeah we should get a good pumpkin growing season perfect for the first one really there's so many there's a real mix in here i've got like warty gourds i've got like white pumpkins i've got the traditional orange pumpkins blue pumpkins so yeah it should be quite cool and basically what i want to bring you in on is because you're a really good illustrator. I would love for you to do like the flyers and like the signage, I guess. Okay. Yeah, great. That'd be fun. Because you do the Maze Lays labels, which are amazing (laughs) and always get such good comments. So yeah, I'm thinking if I can do flyers and put them in like local, you know, supermarkets, nurseries and things like that. And then obviously on the main road, we'll do some like big signs so that people are driving past them every day. Oh, that'd be great fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much you could do with it. It's just a question of, yeah, what would attract the locals? I mean, from what we've heard, people with families, there's not like one of the farmers that keeps sheep with us. He drives uh, an hour away to take his kids to a pumpkin patch because it has more things for kids to do. Mm. Whereas like like here, we're going to have the maze and things like that. Like people are just desperate for things to do for their kids and they will drive for it. So yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a really big success. Yeah, great. It might set a trend. I feel like dad would have loved this don't you think like he would have got so into it and like (laughs) seeing like he used to provide rides didn't he for people around the farm on the back of um grain trailers with some straw bales he loved showing people the countryside and so i think he'd have been really into this yeah and just getting the locals around like i think we used to have um the red arrows fly over and he'd sort of open up the fields to the locals to come and view them and everything right so he always loved getting people in to just see it so yeah i think he'd have loved this yeah. yeah, I remember like being in nursery. He'd bring, he'd be the farmer bringing lambs into nursery and things like that. <laughs> or like harvest festival when he's bringing in a bushel of wheat and they're saying, "No, we want cans of food." And he's saying, "Well, I'm bringing this harvest festival and I'm bringing in, <laughs> you know, straw. What do you want from me?" You know, <laughs> old school. No, so good. So yeah, I feel feel really good about doing this. And yeah, I think it's going to be a huge success. Um, and yeah, watch this space. I guess I'm just hoping I'm not going to be overwhelmed with a baby and trying to do the pumpkin patch and everything. So yeah, I'm going to need all hands on deck. I guess. Yeah, it is all kind of happening at once so that'll be uh, interesting as is life yeah <laughs> and the first harvest for the wine and everything else yeah. so we've got here the first oh my god the rain do the window <laughs> okay so the first quarter is going to be like car park then we've got pumpkins here and then the end is the maze maze so let's drive up there and have a look so what would you say is it quarter car park half pumpkins half I was trying to do it a third, a third, a third, but I think the way that they've um, the way that they've sown the pumpkins is so full on. I mean, we've got this massive, yeah, like empty space here, which I don't know to do with. Um, we could have like little cafe, coffee shop, maybe yeah. places for people to sit. Like I don't know, consider making it a space. Instagram moment. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, get your straw bales with your skeleton salmon. You know, I don't know yeah, whatever. With but, the skeletons. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, nice little area in between, so that you know. While people are coming out of the maze, they can wait there. Yeah. Turn or something. Yeah. yeah. The other week, I had Anthony with his drone go up and just to see if the maze maze was actually working. And so I know you guys are probably, I know you've already seen this, but, but yeah, that's what it looks like from above. 
So, so right now we're there at the top. What are plans you have in place for if a kid decides to walk straight through the middle of it? I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> the way that we've uh, planted the maze is as if it's wheat. So it's so tightly done together that you can't step through yeah. it. Okay. You might get wedged. Help! <laughs> <laughs> so was this all done by tractor GPS, like planted? Yes. Because, I mean, the spider legs and everything is amazing. The, yeah. So you know, those I, have all come through. I did the drawing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they just like mapped it out. So I think there's some bits that are planted thicker than others because it was just more more maize seed yeah. and drill. And so I don't know at the end of each like dead end whether to have something sort of spooky and silly so that oh, people are like, oh, yeah. dead end, but, you know, yeah. and then, yeah, round they go again. And I don't know whether I've made the rows like really, really fat and wide or whether actually it would be quite good because by the time the maize starts leafing outwards, it will be less. Yes. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, somehow there's a telegraph pole in the spider in the middle. I need to figure out how to like put webs up and stuff. I want to get like spooky webs and have like a big um, black plastic bale with, you know, legs coming out of it yeah, for like a spooky like spider ships rigging or something you yeah, know, exactly, for... <laughs> yeah although i don't want kids climbing up on the exactly, electricity yeah. <laughs> pylon that might be a bit dangerous so we just decided before we left to actually walk the maze would be a good idea despite it being raining and we've just got to the center of the maze and we were talking about having a big spider and spider webs and i thought what a brilliant idea to have some skeletons in the spider web yeah it'd be great and then maybe elsewhere in the maze you know there could be other trapped uh prey for the spider or something just really traumatize these children as they come to visit (laughs) yeah i need to find a way to do it where it's not too scary for children but yeah i was trying to think of what to put in the dead ends and yeah you're so right if we had some like more spider webs and like skeletons stuck in the spider webs and then when you get to the center of the maze that's when you find the actual spider yeah i think that's a great idea you know i think a a bit of bit of fear is good for the children (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't planned like a quick exit strategy. If any kids are like freaking out, you're just here like wailing from inside the maze. And, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but yeah, I definitely need to come in and f- and pull a few bits of maze that have been accidentally planted um, before they get too big. I don't think I'll be able to pull a full plant out. So at the moment, they're about up to our waist. So, but yeah, it's so good. I'm so excited. No, it's so impressive. And yeah, the fact that a uh, tractor can plant you know in such precise angles you yes, know it's got this pattern originally i thought i was gonna have to like walk around with a strimmer or something and try and figure out a maze myself so yeah modern technology for the win <laughs> yeah fantastic really fantastic okay let's find our way out of here again then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the spider oh no <laughs> so i'm just back on the farm next to the vineyard and my nostrils are filled with this very sort of earthy fragrant kind of smell we've just had 40 tons of digestate delivered composite digestate which is like a compost basically so I think I already mentioned that we have on the farm liquid digestate injected as opposed to compound fertilizer these days And for the vineyard, for the first time, we will be using this fertilizer, which I've been told it is absolute rocket fuel full of nitrogen. It's made up of all sorts, all sorts of lovelies from um, chicken litter, cow dung, maize, grass, apples, I think he said as well. It's basically just everything goes into this digester, which is like a big metal cow's stomach, makes natural gas for the whole of South Molten. Um, so green energy and then basically for free they have all this stuff to give out in terms of either liquid or uh, yeah compound digestate so it's this amazing really good fertilizer to put on the ground 
So much has been going on on the vineyard the last month. I've been chasing my tail, uh, trying to get everything done um, whilst I get bigger by the day. <laughs> We've been stripping off leaves on the side that the sun rises. So basically, you want to protect the grapes on the west side um, whilst allowing the sun to reach the grapes on the east side. So you go along and you strip all of the leaves off the east side, which is the right-hand side of our rows, um, and then leave, leave everything very leafy on the left-hand side. And I had um, a guy from a local vineyard came to come and check it out because I had a few questions. I was a bit worried about how some of my grape clusters were looking a bit brown, which he said he'd never seen before, but equally they are growing into grapes, so he doesn't think it'll be a problem. We did have a very dry, hot June, followed by a kind of wet um, end of July. Uh, so it's been a very strange time in the vineyard. I thought the vines were looking really happy, but yeah, apparently they're looking very stressed. Um, we have bought bird netting to put up so that basically I'm terrified of when I go go away to have this baby I come back and suddenly there are no grapes left because all the little sparrows and little birds from the hedgerows have come in and absolutely gorged themselves on all my lovely grapes so we've bought bird netting to put up to protect the grapes before harvest so that will be going up in the next week or so it's sort of 250 meters, so I'm hoping it can stretch from one row up and then down the other side, so I need to do that. But in the meantime, before I put the bird netting up, um, because the vines are looking stressed because of all the wind we've been having and the cooler weather, I have been spraying with foliar feed, so seaweed, magnesium, iron, and then we will be putting all this lovely digestate all around the bottom of the trunks, the bottom of the roots, that will all kind of, when it gets rained in, um, and will all flow into the soil and make them very, very happy. So everything is ready to go. Basically, we're just hoping that we have decent weather now, some nice sunshine to ripen the grapes. Um, I'm all booked in with three choirs. So we have booked in one ton of grapes with them. It was very difficult for me to figure out. I'm not quite there yet where I can um, sort of deduce what yield we're going to get you know the grapes are all such different heights um different levels um you know some grapevines have like 12 bunches on some have six and so i think you're supposed to go and count the bunches um work out an average amount of bunches per grapes and then you can figure out what kind of yield you're going to get but being that we've never done this before i have no idea what you know what a one grape cluster way I don't even know I think when the vineyard is five years old you should get the full harvest which should be about 3.5 tons an acre but year three it's going to be much smaller I'm not sure what we're going to get I mean I want to say if anything of course we're going to get something um, but yeah it's going to be a very small harvest so I've preemptively booked in one ton of grapes with three choirs which should give us about 600 750 bottles I think so something for the first year something to keep us going something for the personal supply. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just so excited that we're at this level. Everything's happening. Um, every, like literally everything is happening. I'm about to pop a baby out and we're going to have wine in six months time. And there's a pumpkin patch coming on. Like everything's growing. Everything's happening. Like why does everything come along at once? Um, but yeah, super, super excited. I've got three people working on the vineyard at the moment, which I feel very, very guilty, like sat inside on the shade, like I'm fanning myself on the sofa whilst I've got people out working in my vineyard. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I'm 
trying to enjoy it while I can because in a minute I'll have a baby to look after and a vineyard and a pokey patch and everything and it'll all be happening so I'm enjoying this quiet time before she arrives where I'm just so exhausted I literally need to like nap even if I bend down and get up again I feel like I'm gonna faint like the heartburn is out of control like everything there's just so much pressure in my pelvis and everything is going on um but I wouldn't change it for the world I'm so so excited David stifling a yawn. We are at home having had our little baby girl. It's been a bit of a whirlwind of kind of two hours, eat, sleep, poop, repeat, and trying to, you know, figure out parenthood and what it's like to have a baby. And I don't know, there's so much stuff to learn and to do. But then um, also it's just very chill. And yeah, we're just in a total love bubble and completely, yeah, amazed and in love with her. It's so wild, um, you know, growing a little human inside you for nine months. And then you just think, oh, what do they look like? What are they like? And yeah, it's like you feel like you know them. But then equally, it's like, yeah, you're getting to meet them and sort of meet each other for the first time at the same time david's just holding her at the moment bouncing her up and down she's so cute she's a terror (laughs) she's a goblin that eats dreams (laughs) just after you think you've finished feeding her and you hold her for like all of two minutes and then she wants to be fed again so i think she's going through a bit of a growth spurt so we're kind of up all through the night feeding her and sort of trying to get her back to sleep and everything she absolutely hates being in the crib and wants to be on you all the time and I mean that's kind of understandable because she's been you know inside of me for nine months and so obviously she misses that warmth and like the heartbeat and everything so um, it's exhausting but it's also a really beautiful time we're all very well and everything went well with the birth and everything is now going well with her first few weeks of life she's so pretty and she's got the most wide bright beautiful eyes that just stare into your soul um, and equally can go into goblin mode real fast so the hormones have been bonkers and I found myself after the first week or two just bursting into tears when I looked at like her feet or something so I was just like oh my god they're so tiny and she's so beautiful how are you finding it David yeah yeah she's pretty cool <laughs> I feel like the best way to describe it is it's like your heart is now outside of you or something. She's just, I don't know, it's its wild how suddenly something, you know, comes along and changes, like rewires your brain, right? And just changes how you feel about everything. Well, that's it. Just wanted to jump on and introduce you guys to our little girl. Um, I'm not planning on featuring her anymore. I'm going to spare her a life of podcasts. It's too late for us. <laughs> she can be free. <laughs> Um, I'll be back on the farm next month. There's lots of stuff going on in terms of wine harvest and pumpkin patch. And of course, it'll be Halloween. (laughs) Okay, I know I said I wouldn't, but hear me out. Back to baby, coming soon. Or baby to earth? Earth to baby? In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by my tired husband, David Knight. (laughs) Thank you guys, as always, and thank you for listening. If you want to support Back to Earth, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.